Welcome to Bill's Buffalo Show. I am your host, Bill Kegel. I live in Buffalo. Um, and to be 100% transparent, I'm actually not a Buffalo Bills fan. I do root for Buffalo against everybody. But my favorite team, and those that know me that are listening to this know who my favorite team is. It's not in AFC East. It's not even in the AFC. So we'll leave it at that. Anyway, here to talk about the Buffalo Bills, and particularly the Buffalo Bills 22 season. So... Like a lot of people listening, you guys watched the game last night and pretty obvious takeaway, but Josh Allen is incredible. I think that's the number one thing we can take from this is Josh Allen is amazing. Uh, he came into the league, obviously really raw, but now I don't think there's really a flaw in, there, in his game. There, there was even a thought I had last night and I actually tweeted this out, which is even Allen has developed his ability to call cadence. And draw the other team off sides. It was Aaron Rodgers like last night. I mean, he was barking, hooting, and hollering. And I was just, could not have been more impressed by him. I think everything that that guy has done over the last, you know, five seasons is just remarkable to get to where he was in 2018 to where he is in 2022. It's absolutely insane. But, all right, quick review of the game, though. Um so the game started out, uh, you know, is a little bit back and forth, but obviously we eventually got to where we got, which is the Bills absolutely trouncing the Tennessee Titans and put the game away about halfway through the second quarter. And the same thing happened against the Rams. Now, if you guys remember, the Tennessee Titans were the number one seed last year. The Tennessee Titans uh, had a really good defense, a really good head coach, and controlled the game with the run game. And when Derrick Henry went out last year, they were still able to kind of maintain their flow, and they actually were the number one seed in the AFC, which is actually kind of surprising looking at them now. They have two losses, one to the Giants and one to the Bills. One of those makes sense. The other doesn't. Tennessee is in a lot of trouble. But let's get to the Bills. All right. So a couple of guys got injured. Obviously, everybody saw the Dane Jackson injury. That was incredibly horrifying, scary. But he got transferred to a local hospital here, probably the best in the area. And he was in and out, and he's at home right now. So I'd be curious to see how long uh, he's actually out for. Um, also to note, Gabe Davis missed a game last night with an ankle injury. Not sure when he's coming back. Hopefully soon. He's on my fantasy team, and I was really excited to have him. Um, I think the guy's just going to be a touchdown machine. I think we all saw what he did to the uh, chiefs last year. And I think that's kind of a uh, kind of somewhere where he'll, where he'll be as like a, I, I was kind of in my head equating him to clay Thompson in the NBA, just like a great team guy, not going to complain. He's not getting balls, but man, when that guy is on, he is unstoppable. I think that's what we were kind of looking at with uh, Gabe Davis season, but hopefully they knew that they were going to beat that crap out of the Titans and they didn't need him, And they kept him out. It looked like he was really limping a lot either. Um, couple other like uh, odd ones, whereas um, I don't know if anybody caught it, but Michael Parsons has a neck injury out of nowhere, and it looks like his hand was numb. He seemed to be shaking his wrist around, which I thought it was a wrist injury, but I looked, and it seemed to be a neck injury. So hopefully that's not serious or something he can just you know deal with with rest so we can have him back because they have an absolute slobber knocker of a match next week, like Jim Ross quote, uh, next week against the Miami Dolphins. So this Dolphins thing is going to be really interesting because I think what we're going to have to see, and I'm kind of done overdoing the Titans game. I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about. The Bills took a crap all over the Titans, controlled every facet of the game, special teams. I mean, it, it just, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the Bills are just in a whole different stratosphere than what the Tennessee Titans are. 
So here we are. Uh, let's get to the Dolphins. So everybody saw what the Dolphins did last week. They had a big come from behind victory um, against the Ravens, who have a really good defense on paper. But I think with the loss of their defensive coordinator, they're struggling. The loss of their defense coordinator from uh, the last five years, Wink Martindale, who was ironically on the Giants. And um, they they just did stuff in that game. The Ravens did stuff in the game to the Dolphins. That made no sense, especially at the end of the game. When you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, you need to press him. You're letting that guy, the fastest human being that's ever played football, get off the line the way he was. It was unbelievable. Jalen Waddell, a top 10 fastest guy ever to play in the NFL, also getting off the line, untouched, jammed, playing that weird Alabama pass-off zone defense stuff on Tyreek Hill. He's going to eat you alive. Even with Tua's cap gun arm, I mean, he's just going to eat you alive. I mean, the Bills obviously have a better a better defense and a better pass rush and a better defensive coordinator that has a clue what's going on. Um, I don't think they're going to make that mistake, but Tyreek Hill has kind of eaten them up in the past. I mean, again, to bring up the Chiefs game again, I apologize. I mean, Tyreek Hill smashed the Bills in that game, and he was a big reason why the Bills weren't in the Super Bowl. Um, so I think with um what we're going to see this weekend is hopefully a lot of press clear uh can't talk um elam um has been really good as a rookie obviously they don't have trey white back they're going to have not going to be with uh dane jackson up in the air on the status of um of micah hyde uh i I think even maybe even jordan poyer was uh, a little nicked up in that game um oops uh Poor prep by me. Um, I did not I did not bring up the injury reports. Um, let's see. So let's see who is on the injury report. Dame Jackson, Tim Settle, Gabe Davis, Ed Oliver. Um, they're all questionable for week three at Miami. Micah Hyde, also questionable uh, against Miami with a neck. Jordan Phillips with a hamstring. Matt Milano, undisclosed. That would be a catastrophic set of losses. Obviously, we're not going to see Dane, Dane Jackson. Ed Oliver, we'll see. Um, Micah Hyde, neck. Obviously, you got to throw a huge question mark next to neck. Jordan Phillips, hamstring, soft tissue injury, bigger guy. They're going to need everybody that they can get. I mean, Matt Milano, undisclosed, quietly, maybe against the Dolphins, not so much. But that's a massive loss. That guy just made plays on plays on plays in the game last night. I mean, he had the pick six, which is a tip ball in the air. He, uh, I mean, he made big hits on um, on receivers and intermediate routes. He he big hits on um, on Henry pushing the pile. Uh, just everything he did was fantastic. And Jordan Phillips is like, it seems like whatever team that guy goes to, he's a average player. He comes to Buffalo, he's. Aaron Donald East. It's unbelievable. That guy puts on a Bills uniform and he's a completely different player. It just must be Leslie Frazier's defense. That's the only thing that really makes sense as to why he doesn't excel everywhere else. Excuse me. His um his time in Arizona wasn't this player. Now all of a sudden he's back in Buffalo. He's this guy. So I think um I think these are going to be massive losses. Now we'll know more at the end of the week, and I might be able to do a podcast between um you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there, just to kind of uh, get more clarity on this and just kind of feed it out to uh, the listeners. Um, but I am uh, really curious what the game is going to look like uh, if these guys don't play. I think it's going to be a shootout, and Tua and his cap gun arm are not going to want to get into a shootout with Josh. See, that's the thing, though. 
even if they don't have these players, I just think the offense is just so dominant that I don't think it's really going to matter. I mean, we saw stuff out of James Cook yesterday, a little bit of burst. Granted, it was against, you know, second string because everybody pulled their starters. But, I mean, you see the explosion of why he was taken in the second round. You see, um, you know, there's, there's, I mean, Diggs is just uncoverable this year. It's like the 50 Cent uh, album, Get Rich or Get Rich or Die Trying. A lot of players you see get rich and stop trying. Stefan Diggs got richer and tried harder. And that's a guy I'm excited for Buffalo to have for the next, you know, five years, whatever the duration of his contract is. That is just something you love to see. And I think Gabe Davis, if he's back and ready to go, didn't appear to have a limp yesterday. But if he's back and he's ready to go as close to 100% as he can get, my God, it's going to be a fireworks show. And the only thing I think that that could be a troubling for the Bills is that monster. Uh, it, it monsters a uh, double entendre there. If you guys uh, do a quick Wikipedia search on Tyreek Hill's uh, past, uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is on the Mount Rushmore of uh, scariest players in the NFL. Um, Tua, on the other hand, is on the Mount Rushmore of guys I can throw further than. So, you know, who knows? Um, it's going to be a fun game. I'm really excited to do this podcast. Again, even though I'm not a born and bred, true, tried Bills fan, I am really passionate about the Bills. As the crow flies, I'm about 10 miles from the stadium. I love these fans. I root for Buffalo against everybody but my favorite team. I and They don't play that often. They play every four years, so not an issue. Um, they may or may not have met in a Super Bowl, but the the Bills are just, they're just super exciting. This is an exciting team. I think it's I think it's the Bills, Small Gap, the Chiefs, and then the Grand Canyon between everybody else. I mean, I like what Philly's doing. Miami definitely could be scary and dangerous, and I think their coach is legit. I think their offense is legit. I mean, if they had drafted Justin Herbert and somehow everything else in the atmosphere or in the atmosphere in the universe worked out where it's Justin Herbert and all these guys, I think I'd be shaking in my boots, but not because it's to a tongue of Iowa. Fine player, super accurate. I think you can scheme the offense to where Tua can be successful. I think you saw that in Baltimore. I think that coupled with how tired Baltimore was, why Miami was able to sneak out that game a little bit. But um I don't know. I just I just think this Bills team is just is just going to be a wrecking ball. I don't know if they go 17 and 0. I'm not going to sit here and say they are going to go 17 and 0, but what I will say is that the days of Josh Allen looking like the most inaccurate guy in the NFL. I think those days are over. I don't think he's going to have many games like the one he had in Jacksonville because he was kind of hit or miss a little bit last year. I think that guy found a groove. I think Ken Dorsey is maybe an upgrade over uh, Dable as far as a play caller goes. Um, there are a couple things that like you can see a couple mistakes Dorsey made last night, by the way. Um, where he tried to do that third and one Josh, uh, uh, you know, quarterback kind of like roll out and then go. And then I want to say it was like, forget what I forget what defender it was. I want to say it was Kevin Byard that blew that play up. I thought that that was kind of a bad play call, but then they had that really good play call against the Rams where it looked like Josh was going to do that. And he just flung it to a wide open Gabe Davis for a touchdown on the, uh, on the fourth and one, uh, for the first touchdown of the season. But I don't know. 
I think Dorsey's there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but I think like if this is trending this way, Dorsey's going to hit a stride by like Thanksgiving at the latest, maybe Halloween. And I think this team is just going to steamroll everybody. I'm, I'm telling you, if this team stays healthy as it can on offense, a la Josh not getting hurt or Diggs not getting hurt, I think this team is like a 14 and three team. And I think they just absolutely roll all the way to the, all the way to the Super Bowl. I almost said the big game. Like I'm on a freaking Best Buy commercial. Anyway, um, I think that th- that is this team ceiling. I mean, this, this, this offense has, has the potential to be a juggernaut. Now it is only week two. And the people that listen to this uh, going forward and the people that know me, I, I tend to be a little hyperbolic, but uh, that being said, I still think what I've seen from this team through first two weeks, maybe not sustainable to this level, but I, again, I just think as long as you have Allen, as long as you have Diggs, as long as the offensive line is decent, um, I, I just, I just don't see, I just don't see a better team in the NFL right now. And I don't know, just really excited. So uh quick pod just to get one up. Um, just wanted to start one again, if not for my little uh, health crisis, I would have had a little bit uh better of a start would have been able to start a little sooner but uh i am relatively healthy i think i'm gonna think i'm gonna be okay um <laughs> we'll see um but uh but yeah thanks for listening i know this is a quick pod quick 15 minute episode but uh again thanks for listening i appreciate it this is the first of many gonna try to do two a week um but i am a family man so who knows I'm going to do my best at least to get one out every week. I can guarantee that. The thing I'm going to have a hard time doing is trying to get two out. Uh, But that would be the ideal uh, situation is to get two. So, all right. Again, thanks for listening. And you can find me on Twitter at Bill Kegel. Um, And uh, I'll set up a Facebook and Instagram at some point. But for now, interact on Twitter. You'll be able to find this on all your platforms. As for now, it's going to be on Spotify. But again, you will be able to find this on um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Does anyone use Google Play? Who the hell listens to Google Play? Anyway, if you're one of those people that have Google Play, then, you know, go ahead and listen. But uh, again, thanks for stopping by. 15-minute episode. I think we're not going to go much longer than that most days unless we have a guest on. Um, I'm going to try to have some uh, Bills Beat reporters, maybe even have a couple of you Bills fans on just to, just to kind of you know shoot the S. I'm going to try my best not to swear. It's a bad habit. I'm going to try my best not to swear. So just shoot the S a little bit with a couple Bills fans, a couple Bills Beat reporters, and uh, go from there. All right. Thanks for listening. And this has been Bills Buffalo Show. <laughs>